everyone. Welcome back to the pod. I'm Hannah, one of your co-hosts and an intern at the college. And I'm Sam. And I'm Chris Long, Dean of the College of Arts and Letters. And you're listening to the Liberal Arts Endeavor, an ever-expanding look at all things College of Arts and Letters. And our 11th episode. Woo! So to the end. We are. We're so close. And speaking of the end, commencement is coming up. It seems like spring is finally in the air here. It's nice Spring is sprung. Absolutely. Thank goodness. So, as most of you know, we are continuing our journey through each of Dean Long's initiatives as we've been doing in the past episodes. Today, we're talking about the Michigan State University Center for Interdisciplinarity, otherwise known as the MSUCI, which is a unit that will advance interdisciplinary research at the university while preparing the next generation of citizen leaders to address the most challenging questions of our time. With all of that, we have with us today Professor Paul Thompson. Paul is the W.K. Kellogg Chair in Agricultural Food and Community Ethics here at MSU. He has dual appointments in the Philosophy Department in Cal, as well as in the Community Sustainability Department in the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. And we have Jared Talley, a doctoral student studying environmental philosophy and governance here at the Department of Philosophy and in um, natural resources as well. Jared's doctoral program is intent on studying the ways in which communities can help to govern their local natural resources. So we're glad to have both of you here today. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Appreciate it. So Dean Long, let's start it out. What the heck is interdisciplinarity? <laughs> I'm just glad you could pronounce it. You guys we've did been a good practicing. job. Yeah, we've been There's practicing. There's a lot of syllables, interdisciplinarity. I think it's eight, in yeah, fact. There you go. Well, one of the best ways to think about it, I think, is to, by making a distinction between doing interdisciplinary work. So we, we realize that there's a lot of people who um, pride themselves on, and rightly so, here at MSU and beyond on doing work in an interdisciplinary way. And, and that's an important part of what makes MSU MSU and one of the great differentiators of us from other universities. And, I mean, even though a lot of universities claim to be doing interdisciplinary work, putting that work into practice is is very difficult. And what we uh, would like to do by focusing on interdisciplinarity, per se, is to study how that interdisciplinary work happens and to think about not just doing it, but how it how it is best done and what are the principles behind doing it. So I think that's uh, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is a lot of places pride themselves on doing interdisciplinary work, and MSU is one of them, but uh, not everyone studies the nature of interdisciplinary work itself. What are the epistemological underpinnings of it? How can you uh, empower people to talk across disciplines and understand kind of the texture of the those various ways of approaching a problem. So I think that's going to be what's most exciting from my perspective, or one of the very exciting things about this center. How did the Center for Interdisciplinarity come about? What was the goal? What's the goal of it? Well, as I came in as dean, I was listening around the college and trying to find ways that we could distinguish ourselves and listen. I was trying to listen in particular to the strengths that MSU already has. One of the things that we're very strong in is our philosophy department has been very strong uh, for a long time, and they've uh, embraced this idea of engaged philosophy. And so I see that as something different than applied philosophy because engaged philosophy really is about being deeply engaged with the communities that we are uh, with whom we're working 
and and to allow the very problem of what counts as a problem and, or a question to emerge out of that dialogue and that engagement. And that's really at the heart, I think, of a center like this. So that during the fall planning process, my first year, this idea was kind of in the fall planning letter from the philosophy department, a center for interdisciplinarity or interdisciplinary studies. And so we kind of uh, worked a little bit around that, and I talked to uh, the chair, Matt McKeon, I talked to Paul Thompson, Kyle White, and, and Michael O'Rourke, and other faculty members who are doing really interesting work over there. And we began to kind of flesh out this idea. And I thought this would be a great differentiator for us as a way of drawing on our strengths and uh, providing a platform that would be a catalyst for interdisciplinary work in this, in this way. Yeah. So, uh, Paul and Jared, by my great big long intros for both of you, uh, it's evident that you guys work across uh, multiple departments right now. So can you kind of just tell us like why you're here and how you're involved in this program? Well, for, for me, I got started doing this a long time ago when I was uh, a junior faculty member at Texas A&M University. I had this, uh, I got put in a job that was split between the College of Agriculture and the Department of Philosophy and given the assignment of uh, developing a course on ethics and agriculture. And I saw, put together a course that included some stuff on world hunger and food security and some things on animals and treatment of animals and, uh, uh, and uh, started building from there and uh, very quickly started doing work on new agricultural technologies, and of course the hot new agricultural technology then was genetic engineering. And I started to pick up uh, some ways in which uh, genetic engineering was probably going to be controversial in the food system that I actually didn't think most of my colleagues in the College of Agriculture were particularly aware of. So, so as early as 1986 or 87, which was 10 years before we actually had any genetically engineered crops, um, I started taking an interest in that, and uh, uh, I think just it gradually, I, I think I was one of these people that sort of practiced interdisciplinarity without reflecting on it too much. Uh, I then actually wound up uh, directing a center at Texas A&M that was housed within our Biotech Research Institute, where the mission was to help researchers in the social sciences as well as in uh, the humanities, especially ethics. Uh, work on some of these new biotechnologies. And at that point, I really started to think more about how you actually get this kind of uh, research up and going and what it takes to actually make it work. Yeah, that's a hard act to follow. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, as Dean Long said, um, our philosophy department here at MSU is very focused on engaged philosophy. Uh, I come out of the Intermountain West where I worked in public lands research and management, and I've worked with the agencies out there, and I have a degree, my master's degree is in policy and management, but I was asking questions that weren't appropriate for those disciplines, <laughs> uh, which brings me to philosophy. Uh, it provides the space to ask those questions. But, um, you know, in resource management, environmental policy, we're looking at, you know, hydrology, geosciences, natural sciences, ecology, social sciences, economics, mathematics. Uh, you have to be fluent across those disciplines. Um, so, you know, that's what kind of brings me here and excited for interdisciplinary just in general. Seems like collaboration is key within <laughs> the MSUCI. Um, who else can get involved with the MSUCI? Is it open to all departments, all colleges? Yeah, so it's a College of Arts and Letters 
center, research center, and it is um, designed to be both, it's really designed to embody the very interdisciplinarity it attempts to put into practice. So that's a challenge because you have to, <laughs> you have to live your principles and live your values. And, and so, you know, that's part of the startup phase that we're in is kind of figuring that out. Um, so I like to think of it as kind of the College of Arts and Letters node in a broader network of interdisciplinary work across MSU. So we, we very much want to be partnering with all sorts of other um, interdisciplinary uh, uh, culture, uh, interdisciplinary centers around campus, of which there are many. And and that's really one of the distinguishing features of, of MSU as a campus is that we, we are... Uh, we have a strength in interdisciplinary scholarship. And we recognize that in order to address these intractable problems that we're facing as a world, we need to bring multiple disciplines to bear on it. Well, from that, Paul, how how is this, this center important as it relates to MSU as a whole? Well, I think as Dean Long was saying, there, this will be really one of the first efforts to focus on interdisciplinarity, the idea of how disciplines uh, interact and and really trying to come up with some both some reflection on what when it's called for what makes it work and also to study some of the methods that might be appropriate to stimulating better uh, integration of disciplines so um, I think that uh, uh, we're especially well placed among all universities to do, to do that because of our history and culture of uh, working across the disciplines. Uh, and this is, in some respects, a fairly natural next step for us to take. Yeah, I think one of the challenges that we have in, in the College of Arts and Letters is articulating the place of the humanities and the arts within that broader uh, interdisciplinary landscape. And one of the things we offer is the ability to reflect on the nature of the practices we're undertaking and to try to enrich them through um, some uh, graduate training and faculty training and workshops and those sorts of things. So we're, we're looking forward to having that as part of the center. Yeah, Jared, what about you? What are your current studies what are you, and research right now? Yeah, um, thank you. The, uh, so my, I guess, primary focus is community engagement and resource management, okay. environmental governance. Um, but, you know, communities can be defined very uh, amb ambiguously, I guess, um, which I think, you know, I guess my focus is how to bring a, a more diverse set around the table and give people voices in environmental policy. So that's my basic research function. Um, but within that and in the context of policy and management, there's uh, a lot of questions about what expertise is being used, right? And a lot of times that expertise is scientific, um, but then that begs the question, what science, hmm. right? So there's a lot of questions in just uh, the idea of engagement about what that means on who you're engaging and, and why they're being engaged. I wonder if there's there's sort of a multiple set of issues. One is uh, between the disciplines, the scientific disciplines, various approaches to questions that the sciences bring, but also then the communities, let's say the public communities or the, the, the communities in the local areas that are addressing these, that have these problems. How, how, do, you, how do you begin to navigate those distinctions? Those yeah, the, I think that's exactly right. And um, I think it's important to recognize that knowledge happens in a lot of capacities and not just out of the uh, university or our institutions. Um, and so when we start seeing different communities possessing different types of knowledge, we can kind of balance that playing field 
um, there's not necessarily a priority of one over the other. Uh, it's hard to then reify that or institutionalize that. Um, but it's it's first necessary just to understand that. Yeah, I, th- I mean, that, that to me, that's an, a great example of why that kind of reflecting on how one does interdisciplinary work is so critical because, you know, we, we all are bringing our own disciplinary lenses to bear. And and um, if we don't take a moment to step back and if we don't have the kind of theoretical apparatus by which to deal with these distinctions and even the, 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 stra- the concrete strategies about how you create conversations where people aren't feeling alienated, where they really understand what they're, they're saying. It's a challenge. Now, who is going to have access to the center? We've been kind of talking, you know, big words and big themes and stuff, but do undergrads get to be involved or you know, who has access? Yeah, so so right now we're talking about, um, so first of all, this we're in startup phase. So there, you know, w- what is going to be in even a year from now is going to is going to be different depending on kind of how we we frame things and, and in dialogue with the, with, with the community, namely our intellectual community here at Michigan State and then more broadly uh, beyond the, the boundaries of the university. But, but the 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 idea is to first of all develop the strength in the study of interdisciplinarity itself, and so that's going to um, involve uh, really thinking about how how one does that effectively. What kind of hiring do we need to do, and and among the faculty, and what kind of resources do we have here on campus already to do that? The second dimension of this is is really focused on graduate students who do interdisciplinary work uh, and who are doing it, who are doing that and have them come to the center to maybe to, to be uh, fellows at the center and to be in residence together to workshop ideas about how this work gets done and what are the best practices, where are the pitfalls and, 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 and to have that focused on their work itself. So um, whether they're coming from the sciences or from the arts or from the social sciences, um, we want to we want to think about how to how to bring them together to, to get their work done more effectively. And then the third component that we've been talking about is kind of centered around grant writing and around uh, every grant requires you to talk about the the impact of your work and uh, how you're putting that th- those uh, the things you discover into practice. And so we think that we can be a we can be a catalyst for that kind of uh, that that kind of work and and also be. Uh, an eloquent advocate for the importance of having uh, a more, let's say, art- artistic and humanistic approach to to these uh, these projects. Now we have the Citizen Scholars Program we've talked about on the podcast, and we have an experiential learning this Excel network that we're developing. So having undergraduate undergraduate students doing research in these areas, that's happening already. And uh, I certainly envision some opportunities for undergraduates to to be uh, to be not only engaged with the center, but also maybe to be, you know, really actively engaged in terms of being fellows or something like that. So we have we have some some real opportunities there on the undergraduate side, I think. Some too. students are gonna hit three of your initiatives in one. Citizen <laughs> okay. scholars, Excel Network, interdisciplinarity. Yeah, and you see, I mean the idea would be that they can they, they that'd be part of why they'd come to the College yeah. of Arts and Letters is to say, look, I care about 
putting my arts and humanities education into practice in the real world. Hey, I'm not sure exactly how to do that. I'm going to take an internship and through the and sort of chart charting my path through the Excel network. And I need a little bit more theoretical background. I'm going to try and try and take advantage of what we're doing in the Center for Interdisciplinarity to learn a little bit more about the logistics of how this works and how this happens. Mm -hmm. I th I think. When you can give students an opportunity to, to, to take a step back and get a little distance from what they're actually doing at the moment and to reflect on that, that is really transformative for people. Yeah. Now, as far as like faculty side goes, how, um, Paul, have you been already doing interdisciplinary work and how is the center going to um, affect it? So I think for, in one sense, almost everything I do has been interdisciplinary. I've actually... Uh, uh, tended to publish in non-philosophy journals, and so that kind of automatically becomes interdisciplinary if you're working outside your your primary field. Uh, I think um, one of the ways I think the center is exciting, and just the intellectual in excitement of being able to work with people who are thinking about interdisciplinarity and from different areas. I mean, I've. I sometimes joke that I hang out in the College of Agriculture and they tell me your work's incoherent. You know, you're, one day you're working on animals, the next day you're working on genetically engineered plants, the next day after that you're working on sustainability. And then I go back to the philosophy department and they say, gee, you're incredibly narrow. Everything you do is about <laughs> agriculture. Um, so that, so that kind of, in one sense, gives you the flavor. So, so in some sense, having a, a center for interdisciplinarity will, 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 will give me a home at last, right, where I'll be able, you know, people won't think I'm strange either because I'm too spread out or, or too narrow. Uh, but I think uh, more substantively, it really is critical to have centers. I mean, one of the reasons you create centers is to look for money. Um, and I think that uh, having a center uh, really will give us uh, uh, an advantage and uh, some leverage in competing for funds to pull some of these pieces, some of the pieces that we already have, pull them together, make them more effective, uh, make them more visible to people from the outside, uh, and uh, give us an opportunity to compete for some uh, external resources. Yeah, one, of, one of the things I, I think is, is important to emphasize is, you know, a faculty member like Paul, that's exactly the kind of faculty member we want to recruit. You know, first of all, we want to retain and make sure that Paul can be successful in the kind of work that he's doing. But Michigan State dif can differentiate itself by attracting faculty who couldn't quite, who are caught between those those narrowly defined disciplines at another place, and and can think about MSU as a place that, you know, something's possible that wasn't possible elsewhere. That's going to allow us to attract really strong faculty members, and that'll elevate our the quality of the education we provide to undergraduates and graduate students, and of course the reputation of the college. Yeah. How about uh, grad students, Jared? What what kind of opportunities do you think um, will be offered to grad students like you? Well, like I uh, mentioned a little earlier, I think just providing the space to ask those questions that you know we we don't have the the background, the the great CV that other people do. Um, so it's very hard to ask questions outside of disciplinary bounds sometimes. So providing that space, I think, is is paramount. Um, as Paul was saying as well, um, funding. I mean, just having an institutionalized place that you can go and sit and there's other people thinking about the same things. Um, and a lot of times, especially now in our, our current culture where we're looking to more and more engage the outside communities, 
um, it can be uh, a little separating to question engagement specifically. So um, having people around that can say, hey, let's just not take this for granted. Let's think about this. It's important. That's extremely important. So having the, the, the actual physical space there. Speaking of the physical space, <laughs> where will it be on campus? It's going to be on the fifth floor of South Kedzie. Oh. So we have some space there. We've got some offices, and um, it happens to be very close to the philosophy department also. Yeah. And so uh, it's exciting to have that space. It was a sign. I thought it was an early sign that uh, that that we had a good idea because, uh, you know, when you can when you can argue in a compelling way to central administration that this is going to do these things and we, we need space for it and they give it to you. I mean, it was like, you know, quicker than I could imagine when it actually happened. And as I understand, it was actually Definitely. remarkably quick for how things happen around here. Yeah. And that was a good indication. OK, we're, we're, we have the support from the institution to do this. So it was exciting. Cool. I'm excited for yeah. it. I'm going to like come back and be impressed by it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and we also have had some, some real luck uh, and some good good work done by um, our development office to, to um, have one of our alums. Um, it, well, actually, it's a, it's a friend of MSU whose father taught in the, in the uh, English department for many years, Tom Young, and he's committed and uh, endowed chair to philosophy for the study of interdisciplinarity that will, uh, will come. And, and it is, a, again, a sign that I mean, this kind of work is, is transformative. I mean, and he was very excited about the idea of not only recruiting great faculty around it, but also the idea that we could recruit great graduate students um, like Jared, because the the investment in graduate students is really an, an investment in the future of education. So we're educating an, another generation of faculty who will who will have an expansive understanding of their own disciplines and 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 who will know how to put this kind of interdisciplinary work into practice. Super exciting. Paul, can you give us some other examples of interdisciplinary work that's happening on campus? Well, there are uh, there are so many it's even hard to start, but uh, you know, we've had a uh, interdisciplinary research center uh, for many years called uh, Beacon, which actually integrates work in computer science and biology and also the philosophy of science. Uh, so they've been uh, studying evolutionary processes uh, both with uh, computer models and also with uh, microorganisms. Uh, and uh, I think a lot of exciting uh, interaction has, uh, it's, it's been interesting to see how that interaction between biologists and computer scientists actually helped along a little bit by philosophers uh, has moved that, uh, that field uh, forward. Awesome. Jared, I have a two-part question. The first is, what do you want to do after <laughs> this crazy place called the MSU? And it the sounds second, like you've heard that question yourself a few <laughs> oh, times, Sam. Maybe once or twice. <laughs> and the second is, how do you think um, the center like this could help you with, with doing that? Yeah, that reminds me of uh, the question my mom always asks me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, same. Don't worry. Do? <laughs> the, um, yeah, no, that's that's really good. The um, yeah, So I'm really... Uh, I, I'm really engaged with the environment and the context I work in. Uh, I like philosophy for a lot of reasons, but I, I need to put uh, boots on the ground per se. Um, so I guess the short answer is that's what I will do. I will go back and continue my work that I've been working on, putting boots on the ground, helping uh, the big agencies in the West with the big public lands um, engage communities. 
most specifically. Um, the, and the Interdisciplinarity Center and just the philosophy department as a whole uh, provides me those opportunities because it allows me to think about community engagement from that step back. Um, and, you know, there's just to do it better, right? And the, the big agencies and the big culture out there, they want to do it better, uh, but they just don't know how. So thinking about how all these disciplines come around the table, how different communities come around the table, and doing that well is really what I will do and, you know, what I get out of this. You know, one of the things that uh, Jared's talking about with community engagement, I think, is uh, it's worth uh, stressing the, how this relates to interdisciplinarity because we sometimes think of uh, disciplines uh, as lined up with the uh, departments that we have in the university. So biology is a, div- a discipline and uh, literature is a discipline and physics is a discipline. And so we have these different knowledges. But uh, one of the things that I think is really critical is that uh, there are many forms of knowledge that don't really exist within the university walls. Michigan State's always been really good at uh, at, at getting past that wall and working uh, with other communities. So I think what the center will do will help us understand how uh, a lot of what I guess we might have thought was uh, undisciplined knowledge uh, actually has uh, a structure and uh, and functions uh, to help people negotiate the world and communicate with one another. Speaking of the structure, I know it's in startup phase, but what faculty are going to be involved? What about administration? What's it going to look like? Well, it's going to be housed in the in the College of Arts and Letters, so it'll it'll have a structure with a director that answers to me uh, through the dean's office, and then we haven't uh, we haven't really f- fleshed out in f- fully what the full range of the structure will be. A little bit of that is going to depend on um, you know how we grow it out. I think we've we've really what I've learned so far in just talking about this initiative and how it might work is that you know as we've talked before, my favorite metaphor for leadership is uh, an organic one, and it has to do with uh, creating the soil and planting the seeds and nurturing uh, what grows there. And so we're going to have to be a little bit flexible with respect to exactly what the soil will, um, what will be conducive to what we want to grow here. So we have a a rich soil, and uh, we have now the seed funding to, to create something. And now what we need to do is work together in dialogue with our colleagues and in dialogue with our colleagues, both um, here within the college, across our uh, art side and our letter and our letter side, our humanities and our and our artistic side, as well as you know, as we've been talking about with the school of languages, we 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 bridge everything. We go into the sciences and we go into the social yeah. sciences, even just within the college. That's one of the things, Paul. That as you were talking about disciplines, I mean, if you think about. Uh, any discipline, it has a spectrum of various kinds of um, dimensions to it. And one of the things we're constantly thinking about is, is you know, where's the, where's the area within that discipline that we're going to be strong in and we're going to invest in. So we're going to have to do that with the center here over the next year or so to figure out exactly what is possible and, and where we're going to be strong. So I'm excited about something yeah. that is going to, is going to take some, some conversation and, and um, and that's something that we need to also it's part of the it's part of how you do this work is to have conversations and to figure out what's you know where we disagree and where we might have some good agreement and and what's possible here with the this place with this history and and how we can move forward 
So if you want to learn more about the MSU Interdisciplinary Center, you can visit cal.msu.edu slash msuci for further details and information. Thanks, everyone, for coming. I think it was a really nice uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It was great having us. Yeah. So, of course, a big old thank you to our technical producer, Daniel Trago, and our marketing director and producer, Ryan Kilcoin. And, of course, you can access all of the college's podcasts at cal.msu.edu slash about slash podcasts. And last but not least, the ideas and opinions expressed on this program do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any official entities of Michigan State University. Finally, tune in in two weeks oh. for our next and last oh. podcast episode of Sam's this academic last. year. That's going to be yes. your last. Yes. Yes. Pod. Yes. <gasps> I'm crying right here. Yeah, me too. It's okay. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. Go green. Go, Go white. white.